Jim Stroud fights to save America from the woke agenda by exposing the left and inspiring right turns with facts and informed opinions. Prepare yourself for intriguing interviews, political snark, and social commentary from a patriotic and conservative perspective. And it all starts in three, two, one. The Things I Think About podcast begins now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to the Things I Think About podcast. This is the host, Jim Stroud. Know me, love me, hate me, I don't know. (laughs) But you're listening, so I'm just glad that you're there (laughs) with me. Uh, Today are a couple of special guests. I've upped the ante. Instead of just one guest, I have two. Uh, Special guests, if you would, tell us who you are and what you do. You gotta go first. You're Cedric of Cedric and Brian. Yeah, we we are. We are Cedric of Cedric and Brian. And uh, Jim, thank you for having us on. We appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, Jim. That is Cedric. I am Brian. In case you uh, get confused. Yes, I'm the one with the the deep, resonant, very white voice. (laughs) (laughs) And he has the the Urkel sound in his his voice. Yes. He just looks like Urkel. (laughs) (laughs) No, we were. um, We have we have a channel as well. We're out here in Southern California, uh, California. I like to call it. Hmm. And um, mm-hmm. we have a channel. We started about 18 months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it was Brian's brainchild. It was his idea, and very similar to you, Jim, uh, we talk about things that are going on with the left. A little social commentary. Uh, I guess you could say we're political, but we talk about culture, things that are going on in society, and how it affects us as well. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I originally cool, cool. my brainchild was originally just going to be Cedric, and then we did a test shoot, and um, I like how I looked, so we kept me in it. <laughs> <laughs> Nar- narcissism at its best. <laughs> now you mentioned that you're uh, from from California. Um, I hear I hear there's a glimmer of hope there with the recall. That oh man, mentioned. keep us in prayer. September 14th. <laughs> if any of your listeners are listening from California, two parts. Vote yes. That accomplishes the first goal to get. Uh, uh, was Pelosi's golden boy silver spoon in his butt nephew out of office. And then the second one, we're pulling for Mr. Larry Elder. Uh, we've listened to him yes. for a long time as the, yes. the sage of South Central. Um, yes. And that's the irony of it. It's like it, 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 he, you think he would fit in with the left. He's a black man, but he's the, he's the wrong black man, yeah. according to the left. But uh, <laughs> we're pulling for that. Yeah, I, I hear uh, that he's the, the black face of white supremacy. Hey, yeah, talk, he is. talk about oxymoron. Oh. <laughs> Only makes sense to the left. <laughs> <laughs> the black face of white supremacy. And what does that what does that say about uh, the left's um, love for diversity? Is is it what does that say about him? To me, it says that. You can have diverse thoughts only if you think like we want you to think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what exactly. do you think it means? Yep, and our, our channel has kind of shown that because Cedric gets all of the um, racial slurs in our channel, and it's not from the white supremacists, believe it or not. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I get all the hate from people on the left who are saying, oh, you sell out. You probably know what I'm saying, Jim, so stop me if you've oh, heard this. You, yeah. You sell out, Uncle Tom. I said, no, I love I love everyone. I love Americans. and um, Tell them what somebody wanted our channel to be called on TikTok. <laughs> oh, we did a, a TikTok, and... They wanted to change the name from Cedric and Brian to Cracker and the Coon. <laughs> wow. I'll, let you, I'll, I'll guess, let you guess who's who. <laughs> oh, wow. They're, they're, 
Was that around the time uh, Snoop Dogg did his uh, his commentary of the Coon Bunch? He put this picture together of Candace Owens. Oh, we actually put that on our um, episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. You, you, you know, the racism I see out there, I see a lot of it coming from the left. Uh, uh, Brian, what do you think? What do you, where do you think it's coming from? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, there's there are white supremacists, if you can find them. But the ones that are vocal are definitely on the left. And it's definitely towards... Uh, my partner here just because he thinks differently and has that skin tone and um but they're not they're not shy about it you know so for better or for worse they're they're kind of out in the spotlight yeah. but uh, it, it it just amazes me that people don't see that 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 you can't have diversity of thought it's it, it's strange yeah it, it, it's when you say that let me think about uh critical race theory or critical racist theory uh as yeah as I like to think of it. I think it actually trains people to think along racial lines. I mean, the irony of it all is just beyond me. Let, let me ask you, uh, Brian, The when you hear critical race theory, what immediately comes to your mind? Well, because we've done so many episodes on it, to me, it, it's teaching people how to be racist. So it's, it's the opposite of what they say it is. Hmm. And then we see it, especially in the universities, Columbia University, many universities, how they're having graduations by race. So you have a black graduation, you have an Asian graduation, now you, I think you have an LGBTQ graduation. So it's not just race, obviously, it's whatever intersectional group that they decide needs help, you get put in that pocket. So um, guys like us that hang out together, I don't know what they do with us because we're not fitting into any of their boxes. So, so, true. so this teaching that they're doing, I don't, I just don't understand how many people buy into it and don't see it for what it is. That's the scary part. Yeah. Cedric, um, in your opinion, would Martin Luther King be canceled today with his, uh, I have a dream speech and judging people by their character, not the color. Would he, would he be allowed to be on Twitter? Huh. <laughs> uh, he, he might get canceled like number 45 was. Um, but some of the things that he would say today, he would definitely be canceled because what the civil rights movement was about in the late 1960s was mainly about the voting rights. But it went beyond that as well as giving blacks and all people an equal opportunity, not necessarily an equal outcome. And a lot of people don't understand that. Um, the left has it conflated that if, as long as I have a leg up, now it's an equal opportunity. Um, Brian and I talk about like this a lot. You know, from my you know, Christian religious perspective, I look at Galatians 3 a lot. Whether well, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, master or slave, male or female, we're all one. But uh, like Brian pointed out a little bit ago, the left isn't about that because if they don't want diversity of opinion, you know, they just want they want, you know, they just want diversity of, of looks. Yeah, it's 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 really crazy. It's a lot of inner turmoil in our country these days, and when you pair that with the outward turmoil. Uh, I get really concerned about the future of our country. I'm going to switch gears a little bit to this travesty we call the Afghanistan mm -hmm. and our reaction to it. Um, by now, uh, everyone knows what happened in Afghanistan. You can't go anywhere uh, without seeing how we pulled out of Afghanistan in the most reckless way, mm -hmm. which is really interesting to me because when you look at the polling around it, everybody said we've been there long enough. Um, so a lot of people are saying, yeah, it's time to go. Uh, but it seems like a lot of people, what's making everyone upset is how we're doing it. 
you know, we've been in other countries and we left a contingent behind to keep things orderly while, while the majority have left, but we didn't do that with this one. What, what is the Biden administration thinking, uh, Brian, with how they handled this? Or were they, or were they thinking? I, I, were they thinking, obviously, I mean, there's people that are competent in charge, not necessarily Biden. So you, there's two ways you can go on this. Is this a setup? Is this a setup for failure for something to come later? Who knows? Uh, me and Cedric put it out there. Hey, maybe right before midterm elections, we're going to go in and save a bunch of people. It's going to look good in the press, and then the Democrats will be elected again. I, that's just a you know devil's advocate thing. I don't know. I, when you talk about polling, people are ans- asked a question, but do they, they don't get the full the full picture because we were down to what? What are the numbers now? We were down to very little troops there, and nobody had died in 18 months. So like we have in Germany and Japan, having a little group of people there, soldiers there, seem to have been doing a good job of keeping the peace, and most of them are gone, and people are not dying there. But that's not what people think when they think of, oh, we're in Afghanistan, we're putting everybody in harm's way. But we can see now there's more people in harm's way because of the way we pulled out. So was Biden thinking? I don't think he thinks anyway. So <laughs> to answer that question, somebody's thinking for him. and. Are they very smart? Who knows? Right. Who knows? Like I said, there could be only time will tell. And in 12 months, you know, who see, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> there seems to be, they all, they always seem to be ahead of the game. They always have a plan. So. Mm. Uh, I'm going to pose this to you. I'm going to read to you a quote from this blog called American Conservative Movement. It says, President Joe Biden previously promised to get out the Americans who are left in Afghanistan and subject to the Taliban's rule. But so far, our own citizens do not appear to be the priority. The State Department also confirmed that a majority of the people whisked away on flights from Kabul are not U.S. citizens. On Tuesday, political national security advisor, uh, excuse me, national security reporter Alex Ward reported leaked numbers indicating that in just 15 hours on August 23rd, the United States evacuated approximately 6,916 people from Afghanistan, so roughly 7,000 people. Only 483, 483 of those were American citizens, while the rest were Afghan nationals. What do you take from that, this America last policy? It's a similar ploy that Brian and I talked about with going on at the Texas border. Uh, we're allowing thousands upon thousands of immigrants to come over here without any proof of ID. and. That's a great way to enlarge your voting pool for the next election. Um, the whole American first thing, that really irritates me as an American. Uh, when when uh, Saki said that we didn't leave anyone abandoned, you go and ask the wives and husbands of whose spouses are still over there if they feel abandoned. And I guarantee she'll have a different opinion. The thing about uh, most presidents nowadays, when, you, when you're in a position of leadership, there has to come a sense of humility, a point of serving. I don't see that with this administration. There, there is no, and like you said, there's no America first. It's like, what can I do for me? How can I make this look good? I know Joe Biden's original plan was to take everything out on September 11th, which would have like gave him the spotlight. Like, see, I did it on this momentous day and this momentous occasion. Look at me, look at how great I am. But we all know that in order to be an effective leader, you have to learn to take a back seat and let, the, let, let others shine. And Biden and, uh, the, the, the laughing hyena as vice president, they're not willing to do that. Well, I, I like what Biden said. He, the buck stops here. And by the way, it's Trump's fault. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and it's also the Afghans' fault. 
and yeah. it's everybody else who came along before yep. before, he, before he was there. Yeah, we always played um, team sports. I always told my kids, I said, when you when you win, it's we. When you lose, it's I. And they don't understand that. No, no, not at all. And the whole thing also puts uh, Kamala Harris in the spotlight because there have been increasing <laughs> talks of impeachment uh, as of as of uh, today's well, as of earlier today. I heard that Marjorie Taylor Greene has already uh, created a list of articles of impeachment, and she's trying to whip up support uh, among the Republicans. I don't, for one, I don't see why it's a hard time whipping up support for this, but she's already putting those together. So in the event, and I'm going to ask Brian this first and get Cedric's uh, uh, thoughts on it too, if we uh, are successful in impeaching Biden because of Afghanistan and so many other reasons, but Afghanistan is the reason to jure. Uh, will we be better off under Kamala Harris' leadership? And before you answer that, let me let me say this too. When is this the a rhetorical question, Jim, or are we just trying to, <laughs> we're trying to fill up space? And <laughs> One thing that she was that insider uh, sources have said that when this whole Afghanistan thing kicked off. Uh, and they wanted her to stand for the American people. She she said basically, you're not putting this boop on me, and <laughs> just sort of stay out of the, the spotlight. So that being said, uh, wh- wh- what are your thoughts, Brian? We're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look look at the level of look at the succession here. We got it go from Biden to Harris, mm-hmm. and then from Harris to Pelosi. I mean, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's I mean, right. do, I mean, Jim, do you think that Kamala Harris, Kamala, sorry, I got to say it right. Yes, do you think she's competent? I mean, I, where in her record does it even show that she's competent to, she couldn't even run our legal system here in, no. in California. She had what, less than 1% when she was running for president and now she may mm-hmm. become the president of the United States. I mean, that's just scary. Very, very interesting. Uh, Cedric, what, what, what are your thoughts on it? Very similar. I said she she failed as an attorney general. She did a terrible job as that. She's doing a poor job as vice president. I don't know if she thinks she's doing a terrible job as president. It this pains me to say, but we are better mm-hmm. off with Joe Biden. If I had to make a choice, like pick Joe <laughs> Biden or pick Kamala, if I had to pick between those two, I got to mm-hmm. go with Joe. She she mm-hmm. uh, she will she will do a, a terrible job, and it is the classic definition of going from the frying pan into the fire. And she became vice president based on two things and two things only. She was the right mm-hmm. gender and she was the right color. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, certainly seems to be that way. Now, when she was, I always thought that she missed two really great opportunities to sort of do a makeover, right? And I said, let me think. If I if I were her, what would I do if I wanted to to seize power and seize the love of the people? When she was appointed border czar. If she just said, you know what, I may be unpopular right now, but let me just go ahead and just reinstitute what worked before. You know, maybe I'll put a spin on it. Maybe I won't call it Trump policy, but I'll call it the Harris policy. But essentially, it'll be the Trump policy and fix the situation. And then, you know, uh, do, do a victory lap because it obviously worked the first time. Why can't it work a second time? Well, that would have given credit to Trump. They didn't want to do that. And that's the thing that, that sort of bugs me so much about. I mean, it is politics, but it seems to me, let me ask you this, Brian, it seems to me that you want what's best for the American people, not what's best for your political party. But all too often, I think politicians think too much of what's best for their party instead of what's best for their people. Do you agree with that or am I, or am I, I crazy? I, uh, 
I 100% agree with that, and it's not just the left. I think politi career politicians, they're looking out for number one, and that's that's why we have talked about, I think, term limits for some of these mm. senators. I mean, that way you don't have these people that their whole job is just to make money off of the taxpayer. It's like you serve your four, eight years, whatever it, whatever it is, but then you get a real job or at least work behind the scenes. But but that's the problem. It's all about I need to get reelected and I keep needing to make money, you know, off of the off of the people that I'm quote unquote working for, which they don't. I mean, this whole coronavirus thing has kind of pointed a spotlight on the whole, you know, we care about the people thing because obviously it has nothing to do with the people. Um, so and and going back to Kamala Harris, it's. Obviously, people are just pulling the strings. They're just, we have two puppets up there, and I, I know a lot of politicians at the top, they're puppets. Um, sure. But these two really exemplify the fact that these are just two puppet heads up there being pulled by the strings of, you know, who, who knows? Maybe it's, it seems to be, you know, you can put your conspiracy hat on, and it seems to be, you know, more of that one world type government, and these guys mm -hmm. fit into it, and they can be controlled much easier. They didn't like Trump because Trump was, if nothing else, he was his own, his own man. And um, he wasn't sure. going to bow down to that stuff. So love him or hate him, I believe that he did have the American people interest more at heart than these two ever will. Cedric, um, speaking of the, uh, keeping a little bit on the conspiracy side, I think part of the reason, well, a huge part of the reason that Biden was, uh, was able to maneuver his way into office uh, it was because he had the full support of the mainstream media. Uh, do you think that it's possible, this may be a rhetorical question, do you think it's possible <laughs> that we will ever have a fair-minded, sober-minded mainstream media that just simply reports the news without any kind of political agenda? Do you think it's possible in our lifetime? The way it looks right now, Jim, I don't think so uh, because drama conspiracy it sells and it's all about ratings you look at some of the, the the main shows and cnn and msnbc i'll throw fox in there but they all have an agenda um i think cnn's ratings went down 44 percent once trump went out of office because like every, yeah. every good story the protagonist has to have a goal to achieve and you have to have a villain to defeat trump was the biggest villain artificially created by the left and now that he's gone the, the ratings have gone down so, I mean, once you get to a point, we need to get a leader in there, like we were just talking about, who's going to put their humility to the side and say, what can I do to serve the American people? And not to keep harping on Trump, but he was that guy. I think it was great that he wasn't a career politician. And that's why I'm also pulling for Larry Elder. He's not a career politician. He's a guy that's been in the trenches. He's been on, on the streets. He's, I, he calls himself the sage of South Central, a, a black man who grew up in a, in a very poor area of L.A., whose dad was a janitor who went to school, worked hard, he knows what it's like. Gavin Newsom, he has no clue. Yeah, yeah, it's, what really bothers me a lot too about all this is, I think people, I think they're realizing it more now, but you have to govern in a way that's right for your people. But you also have to, also have to keep your, your allies um, satisfied to a certain extent too. Brian, I'm gonna read to you this, this uh, short quote. This is from um, this is from Fox News. It says Nigel Farage, former Brexit Party leader, slammed the Biden administration's Afghanistan blunder on Tuesday, arguing the crisis has led his country of Britain feeling betrayed. 
under Biden, Farage told Fox and Friends first, that, quote, there is no way, I repeat that, there is no way a British parliament right now would vote for military cooperation with America. A solid real world uh, uh, effect to what the Biden administration is, is doing. What, what's your reaction to that? Can you blame yeah. them or? I mean, no, I mean, I, you can't blame them because Great Britain, Europe in general, they take the brunt of all of these Middle Eastern stuff because they're closer in proximity. So guess what? Mm. They get those flood of immigrants more than we do. And now we're going to get them because we've just offered, I think my daughter just read me that they're going to pay Airbnb people to start housing now the Afghan refugees here in the United States, which is what blew my mind when I heard that. But, but Great Britain is going to have to take this load on for something that really they didn't want to happen. Or if they did, it was behind the scenes. But So they have to pay now for our blunder. Why should they help us? And now we're going to go hack, like you just said, we're going to have to go back now and really risk our servicemen's lives now to try to go back in when the, when the deadline is up and we know that the Taliban is not going to keep to their word and keep these people safe. So now it's going to cause even more problems and now we're going to have to do it alone. So um, and we knew yeah. we knew many years ago that as America goes, the rest of the world goes. And we used sure. to be looked at as that world that world power, that ally. But now we're being looked at as someone we'll, we'll, we'll punk out and turn tail and run when things get rough. So now we're being looked at as as just running when things get tough, which shows a lot as our current commander in chief, as he he says a few words at the mic and as soon as he's done, turns tail, sprints off. I don't want to be accountable. That's because the teleprompter <laughs> ran out. Okay, I, might, to, I, know that. I understand <laughs> the technical part out. of it. <laughs> it said, turn around and walk. <laughs> you know, I, I think that even with the politics being as they are, I think even the average, average Joe the plumber, wow, that's dating it. See, an average Joe the plumber is looking at things and saying, there is something more going on than what they're telling me. Yes. Right? Uh, I look at the southern border being gone, pretty much, right? I'm looking at the Afghan refugees being brought up here, more of them than Americans from this place, not being tested for COVID. Presumably, Afghans aren't. I know the ones coming across the southern border aren't. So we're having this pandemic emergency going on, but we have a wide open border. At the same time, we're also seeing steps of the government recommending to companies that they mandate COVID shots. And so I look at on one hand, and Brian, I'm gonna go to you first. I look on one hand how there's a pandemic healthcare emergency, so you have to do these draconian measures. But on the other hand, borders wide open and people are getting, there've been massive, a lot of reports of people getting sick in Texas border towns where the migrants are coming in. Uh, Two, two, two different mixed messages. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, we're not dealing with serious people. These are not serious people. There's something, like you said, there's something going on because they're taking this, there, there's countries now, I, I believe it's Singapore, they've now they've changed this from a pandemic in their society to an endemic. So they know this is a virus is going to be around. Why are they... T- I think the last I looked at the number, there's millions of people that have recovered from COVID. And now that the science comes out and says that you will have better protection if you already had COVID, your antibodies are going to be better than the vaccine anyways. They know that the vaccines in Israel now are only 30% effective now over only a few months. So these are not serious people. 
there's something, and this is my sinister mind going on here. Why are they wanting everybody to get this jab? Why? And, and I'm not saying they're trying to put microchips in anybody. I know that's, that's not science. But there has to be a reason that they're doing this. I, and I don't know it. I'm not smart enough to know that. But like you said, they're flooding the border with people not testing them for COVID, yet they want to make every legal citizen here get a vaccine, uh, basically a new type of vaccine, if you can even call it a vaccine, and it doesn't make sense. What if you can prove, hey, I already had it. It doesn't matter. We, if you want this job, you still got to get the vaccine. It's like, that, that's not scientific. So. To answer your question, I don't know, but you're right. I think there is something sinister going on, and I hate to say that, but it just doesn't make sense to me. At being in the healthcare field, it doesn't make sense. Cedric, let me I'll read to you a quote that's just related to what we're talking about. This uh, is from Bloomberg, not the bastion of right-wing <laughs> patriotism. Uh, so let me, I'm gonna read to you just a one sentence. <laughs> this is one sentence from this article. Uh, the effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines among frontline workers declined to 66% after the Delta variant became dominant, compared with 91% before it arose, according to a report from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So you're demanding that people, or some people are demanding that their workers get vaccinated. But CDC reports that the effectiveness of the vaccines is down to 66 percent. Can I chime in here real quick on that? Yeah. Because yeah. I just saw the study from the CDC. Mm. That 66 percent actually came out before the Delta variant. Wow, really? Yes. And now that the Delta variant's out there, it's down way below that. So, and that was the whole reason that they, the FDA approved this. They were taking numbers from before March. I don't, th I don't know if people realize that. So they're using old mm. numbers to go ahead and green light this full use of this vaccine when they already knew that it was degrading over time before Delta. Now that it's Delta, I think in Israel it's down to 33%. So it's, 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 it's no better than the flu shot. Right. Wow. So, so Cedric, uh, this means that we wouldn't have to have more and more booster shots every other day. <laughs> yeah, but Brian said uh, it's, uh, it's all about the money. I mean, we just heard the news recently that um, Pfizer made it FDA, FDA approved the, the shot now. And it's, it's about control. That's all it is, about control. I don't know why, but it mandates a few things now. One, now everyone, now your employer can come to you and say, well, now you have to take this because it's FDA approved. Brian and I just did a, a show uh, recently, like this week, showing that there's a lot of things out there that are FDA approved. We compared uh, bottled Coke versus Coke in a can. Those are FDA approved, but diabetes is going up at an alarming rate because of those two things, but they're FDA approved. Opiates in some form are FDA approved. Just because something's FDA approved doesn't mean that you should stick it in your body. But a lot of sheeple will say, well, well, now that it has this okay, now we can run with it. So that's one thing. So now employers can come to you and say, you know what, you have to get this shot. Number two, it opens up the door for off, uh, the offshoot things like the boosters. So, we, okay, now we have the Delta. And two weeks is going to be the Epsilon. And then the Theta. And then the Kappa. And then all, <laughs> we're going to go through the entire Greek alphabet until we, we keep doing this. And there's, like Brian said, show me the money. Uh, Pfizer was excited about this. Who cares if it's helping people? It's making, it's making money. Wait, did you hear what de Blasio just said recently? No. He wants them to force through six to 11 year olds now being able to get the vaccines, which is completely unscientific because if you look at the number of people have died in that age category from six to 11, 
I think it's less than 100 people in the, in the whole United States. So you're talking about millions of people, yet we know that people have died from the vaccine or have had really, really bad side effects. So why are they pushing it on six to 11 year olds that literally do not die from this thing? Why? That's, me and Cedric always say, people need to start asking why and they don't. They just go along. So, so very true. You know, over in, um, where is it, Oregon, uh, masks yeah, California stupid cousin. For, yeah, being, their masks are being required in Oregon's outdoor public settings. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, we did a show. There was a young high school girl. She, was, she wore a mask while competing in a track and field event. The 800. The 800. <laughs> and passed out. I saw that. I saw that. That was, that was viral on Twitter. Yeah. Um, it is, it is, it, it takes a bit of critical thinking to see through some of this stuff. But critical thinking is not championed right. in the now, school only system. Only critical theory is championed, not critical <laughs> thinking. Right. Yeah. Critical hypothesis. So true, so true. Uh, gentlemen, this has been uh, a pleasure. Uh, the time seems to just whisk by. If somebody wanted to uh, connect with you and listen to some more of your content, where can they find you online? Uh, they go to YouTube and type in Cedric with a C, C-E-D-R-I-C, and Brian, B-R-I-A-N. Cedric My name comes first. Yes, Cedric comes first because he has privilege. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we set it up that way. <laughs> and for those of you who can't see this because you're listening to it on a podcast, Cedric has more melanin than I do, just so you know who's who. <laughs> but they look, they're ideological twins. How about that? Right, right, right. <laughs> right. And you can find us on TikTok, Cedric and Brian, Facebook, Cedric and Brian. Just type in Cedric and Brian. Yes, yes. Very cool, very cool. And we want to thank you, Jim, for reaching out to us. We appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Oh, no worries, no worries. I'll put a link in the podcast description. So those listening, just go down to the description and you see a link to their show. Check them out there uh, before they get canceled. Also, YouTube. And we're (laughs) going to upload this video to uh, our channel so that we can uh, make sure that we turn people onto you as well. uh, Because I think... um, well, I, I know, I, I think you feel the same way that Brian and I feel. There's people on the right, there's people on the left, but in the end, we all win and lose. And I think the, the left has done a great job of making this divisive rhetoric among right and left and, and black and white and all these other things. In the end, we're all the same. We're all, we're all part of this game. And if we all lose, we all lose. But if we can all pull together on certain non-negotiables, we all win. Most definitely, most definitely. I think it's uh, what, live together or die alone? Yeah, something like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. Where are you again? You're in Georgia, right? I am. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Okay. It's certainly hot today. Right. <laughs> well, when you come out to California, we'll uh, we'll we'll go out and we'll have a, a drink and we'll catch up a little bit. We'll celebrate uh, Larry Elder's uh, new appointment. There you go. <laughs> That'll be worth on your lips to God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look out also for uh, Amy Fan West. She's a force to be reckoned with as well. All right. So, uh, she's up in your neighborhood too. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I do appreciate you. All right. Thank you. You just heard the Things I Think About podcast. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, Jim Stroud wants to hear from you. Contact him at jimstroud at jimstroud.com. And while you're at it, share this podcast and spread the word that it's up to us to save America.